0: Hello there. Welcome back to my two cents podcast. This is episode 73 and the title is called check on your people. I am your host G2. And before I get into the topics of today's uh, episode, let me read off the national food days of the week today. May 8th. Mother's Day is coconut cream pie day. Tomorrow, May 9th is shrimp day. After that, May 10th is liver and onions day. There is nothing on May 11th. May 12th is nutty fudge day. And then May 13th, it is Hummus Day and Fruit Cocktail Day, and also Apple Pie Day. And then May 14th, it is Buttermilk Biscuit Day. Now with that out of the way, now it's time for to get into the condolences. Um, Last Saturday, I did not cover this on last Sunday's episode. I was late to the party, so it's now time for me to give my condolences to Ms. Naomi Judd. Um, This week, it did come out that she did take her own life. Um, after a long battle of mental illness. uh, She was 76. Multiple sources told people as this is coming from Page6.com It reads However, the country singers or the country legends publicist Scott Atkins told Page6 that a cause of death is not confirmed at this time. There is an ongoing investigation by law enforcement and the coroner's office and any further information will be released by the proper authorities. Uh, Naomi's daughters Ashley Judd and Winona Judd announced their mother's death in a Emotional statement last weekend. Today, we sisters experienced a tragedy. We lost our beautiful mother to the disease of mental illness. We are shattered. We are navigating profound grief and know that as we loved her, she was loved by the public. The statement read, we are in current, we are in unknown territory. Naomi's husband of 32 years, Larry Strickland, added in a statement of his own, Naomi Judd's family requests privacy during this heartbreaking time, no additional information will be released at this time. Uh, Naomi's daughters broke down in tears as they inducted their late mother into the Country Hall of Fame on Sunday. Winona fifty-seven, and Ashley fifty-four, appeared on the stage at the award show in Nashville just one day after her mother, after their mother died, because the Judds, Naomi and Winona, mother and daughter music duo, had been honored with a spot on the list. The article will further go on to say that Naomi had been open about her mental. Uh, health struggles during an interview on Good Morning America in 2016. The singer said she had been facing extremely severe depression that forced her into reclusion. She explained that her condition worsened after she and Winona stopped touring as the judge in 2011. Fancy me in rhinestones, you know, with glitter in my hair. That really is who I am. But when I come home and not leave the house for three weeks and not get out of my pajamas and not practice normal hygiene, it was really sad. She told Robin Roberts. Uh, Naomi, who detailed her mental health issues in her 2016 book, River of Time, My Descent into Depression, How I Emerged with Hope, also confessed that she has seriously considered taking her own life at a bridge near her farm. See right there. This tells you right here, ladies and gentlemen, please check on your people right here. This tells you right here. Please check on your people. I understand people are going to say, hey, I'm good. and all that not. You got to get down to the surface, like get, get further into the situation and really like ask them now that's surfacing how are you doing mentally seriously like how are you because you don't want to be the person that always asks them hey how are you doing they always say oh I'm good and then the next thing you know they commit suicide or something bad happens from their own volition and then you try to figure out what went wrong or how I could have helped it no this is why you always ask them you always check on them even if you say I just checked them an hour ago no check on them again I know some people might say that's a little bit too extreme. Trust me, in this is day and age, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of people hide things. A lot of people hide uh, their, they hide their darkness a lot. And again, this is still, this is still one of those times that people. We are coming out of the pandemic situation. We're still dealing with the corona. It's still out here, but we all have gotten a lot more comfortable. It's almost feeling like. 2019 everybody out here but now we just see more people with masks now over in america i haven't went outside of america so i don't know how it is in other countries but i just speak for america's purposes it feels like 2019 everybody outside everybody going back to stores everybody's at arenas tours uh concerts and everything people certain people wearing masks some people are not but people are actually talking one another so please really talk to somebody really make sure that your person is good i do want to wish the judd's um, love and light, please, I know this is going, I know this is a hard time for you right now. Please uh, find a way how you guys can deal with this. Comfort each other as sisters and just speak to each other and speak to uh, uh, Naomi's husband as well. Keep him comfort as well because he lost a wife. So please uh, keep the judge in your prayers. That's basically what I'm trying to get at here. Um, the next condolences I have to read off to you is... From Kevin Samuels, he was a YouTuber, he was a, uh, I was a lifestyle guru, basically how people would try to call him up and ask him about, uh, relationship advice and all this type of stuff, but either way, this is coming from NBC News, Kevin Samuels, a YouTuber who became known for his controversial relationship advice, has died, his mother confirmed to NBC News, rumors of his death first circulated on social media Thursday night, his mother, Beverly Samuels Birch, declined to release details about what happened, she says she learned of her son's death from social media. That was a terrible thing for social media to put that out. I didn't even know. I hadn't even been notified. She said in a phone call on Friday, all I'm doing is requesting that people pray for us, which people should be praying for them. Um, The Atlanta police department said officers were called to an apartment on East Paces Fury road on Thursday morning regarding person injury. Uh, By the time police arrived, first responders were performing CPR on an unresponsive man later known, well, later identified as Samuels. A woman in an apartment told officers that Samuels had complained about chest pain and that she attempted to help him, but he fell. The police report states the woman called 911. Samuels was taken to Piedmont Hospital. Police said the Fulton County Medical Examiner's Office said in a press conference that it performed an autopsy and a cause of death and manner of death or pending the office listed Samuels death. Well, age is 53. So I understand, you know, no, here's the deal. People were online when this whole rumor was around and we didn't know it was clarified or it was even like really not about Kevin Samuels being dead. people were, uh, saying congratulations, people were dancing on the grave, people were all this type of stuff certain people were saying how dare you do this type of stuff the humanity, all this type of thing here's the deal, ladies and gentlemen this guy was a guy that just talked to people about relationship advices, I understand his controversial uh, videos would be always him talking to black women in a way that people would always be like how dare he and all this type of stuff, I get it, I knew who Kevin Samuels was, I get it but if you're calling Kevin, Kevin Samuels up, you know what you expect from that. You know what to expect from that, so you know exactly what you're getting when you call him up. So I can't blame him for being that guy. He's almost like a trainer. You know he's a strict trainer, and then you go there walking in with a hamburger. You think he ain't going to smack the hamburger out your hand and just be, like, getting at you? That's what Kevin Samuels does. He told you how it can tell you how it was straight. There's a lot of videos out there. He didn't just get at women. He got at men, too. So he told him how it was, and you guys called him up and paid him for that advice. So he did his job. I just want to say, don't be shooting the messenger if you pay him to give you the message. You can't be shooting at him. And uh, he's dead. Please uh, send some love and light to his mother, to the Samuels family, because, again, somebody did lose their life. It was a heart attack. So please since the Love and Light tours, Kevin Samuels' mother and his family, and also the judge family as well. Now on to the topics of today. First one is coming from WSBTV.com. Woman shot teen in the face during road rage incident, then went to get nails done, Judge says. Police have arrested a woman accused of shooting a 17-year-old in the face during a road rage incident on I-20. Douglasville police said the victim was riding in front passenger seat of a car traveling eastbound on I-20 from Villa Rica when a woman in a black sedan pulled up along the vehicle and fired a shot. The shooter then exited on Chapel Hill Road. A passenger in the victim's car was able to take a photo of the woman. The victim, Ashlyn Crotch, is being treated at a local hospital and is expected to be be released, police said. Channel 2 Thomas Jones learned the suspect's name is Brittany Griffith. Griffith turned herself in around 11 p.m. Sunday night. That was last Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. Detectives learned that the suspect's three children who were ages four through nine were in the car with her at the time of the shooting. Griffith has been charged with four counts of aggravated assault, three counts of cruelty to children, and one count of possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony. She was denied bond at her first bond hearing Monday morning. Channel 2's Tom Jones was the only reporter in the courtroom as Griffith took the stand for the first time. Jones talked to Crouch's mother, Diana Crouch, who couldn't believe what Griffith did to her child or what she did afterward. Judge Susan Camp with the Douglas County Magistrate Court said Griffith went to get her nails done after the shooting. That just blows my mind, Crouch said. That makes me think she had no remorse. Ashlyn Crouch told her mother that the car she was riding in accidentally cut Griffith off. And she shot them, the bird, and they shot back. Crouch said Ashlyn was shot behind her ear and it came out through the side of her eye right here. Crouch said her daughter is out of the intensive care unit and in a regular room now. People just need to take a deep breath or just stay off the road, Crouch said. See, right there. That tells you there Uh, It's... Road Rage exists for a reason. Road Rage exists. There's a movie out there and I don't uh, remember the name at the moment, hold on one second, I'm back, I found the movie, the movie's called Unhinged, it's a 2020 movie, it has, uh, a man in it, uh, Russell Crowe as the villain, basically, in it, it is basically telling about a story about a young woman basically being, uh, terrorized by a guy who's not all the way there because of a road rage incident and throughout that whole movie he's basically just terrorizing her because of one incident in the road and it started off with basically the young woman uh being kind of a prick on the road by honking at him on the road and i understand certain people shouldn't be on the road or they're not there but you got to please uh please mind who you are honking at uh, radically, and shooting the bird at on the road, too, because you don't know. Certain people are willing to drive around and just wait for you and lurk and try to hurt you. So, again, please watch the movie Unhinged. If you don't know what I'm talking about, please, so you can understand that you do need to be careful out here. But, again, if you don't know how to drive... I'm not going to say don't know how to drive. If you don't know how to control your emotions and you are able to get upset way quicker than, than you should, please take a couple of breaths and just breathe while you're on the road. Because a lot of people are going to get you upset. It's the road. You're driving on it. People are on the road. For the love of God, people got to get to places. But, please don't do nothing like this woman did. Shooting somebody because she cut you off and then she shot you to Burr back after you shot her back. Don't. You can't be doing that. You can't do that. Because now you're going to be going in jail for some time. There's no way you not. So, Please, everybody, again, check on your people again, but also please check on yourself, know yourself. Please don't do anything stupid that can get yourself jammed up in the prison system. Please. On to the next topic. This comes from the Associated Press. A car linked to Alabama escapee jail worker found. The getaway vehicle used by a man wanted for murder in Alabama and the jail official suspected of helping him escape after a jailhouse romance was found in an impound lot in Tennessee, where it sat for nearly a week before authorities realized they had it, officials said Friday. Sheriff Rick Singleton of Lauderdale County, Alabama, told a news conference the four-edge with distinctive burnt orange paint was found on a roadside and towed the same day that Cassie White, charged with murder, and former assistant corrections director Vicki White disappeared. The vehicle was found in a rural area off Interstate 65. From the jail in Florence, Alabama, authorities in Williamson County, Tennessee realized they had that vehicle Thursday night, which was hours after U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland said the two who aren't related are regarded as extremely dangerous and the U.S. Marshals Service has taken over leading the search. Officials have said they hoped Cassie White, size six foot nine and 260 pounds, would help lead to his capture since it's hard for him to be inconspicuous. He also has identified, identifiable white supremacist tattoos. He and Vicky White appear to have had a jailhouse romance before his escape, Singleton said. They found the car before we even knew they were gone, said Singleton. Okay, I saw the photo of these two and I don't understand something. This has become a thing now where guards are starting to sleep with prison, like, inmates and, like, help them escape. The last time we had one of these situations, it was literally two guys, like, getting helped escaping out of a prison. And they had a, well, both of the guys, like, liked the same, like, I'm not sure if she was a correctional officer or if she was an officer in the prison system. But either way, she helped both of the guys out. She got, and she was married at the time. And she got in trouble for that. I think she got to spend some time in jail. And I think both of the guys got caught. And they went back to jail. But point being is, I don't understand it. You are there to do a job. How could you fall in love with one of the people that you're supposed to be like? Well, I mean, you're a correctional officer. So, I mean, you might fall in love off of somebody's personal charisma and charm. It's all about what happens. Or they might make you feel a type of way that you haven't felt in a long time. Human emotions are real, real crazy and weird. but. I just don't get it. This is becoming more. I'm not going to say normal. Because this is about the second time I can remember it. But I don't remember a lot of this happening. I don't want this to continue to happen. Because this just doesn't seem right. And plus. How can this guy really just be out here? He's 6 foot 9. 6 foot 9. <laughs> There's not a lot of 6 foot 9 guys out here. There's not a lot. And if he's around somewhere. You know she's around working somewhere. So if you were able to find a six foot nine gentleman, trust me, you're able to find her somewhere down the line. And OK, they were in Alabama. They drove off. It's almost been a week. So they could have been either in the north, south or in the west or somewhere more else. I don't get it. Please, if you have some information, they apparently they do have a ten thousand dollars reward for information leading to Casey White's capture and a five thousand dollar reward for information leading to Vicky White's capture as well so hey if you have any information to him give it up to the u.s marshals and you could get ten thousand dollars for the dude and five thousand dollars for the girl again this is weird big weird i don't get it but we shall see what happens later on down the line now i don't know if everybody knows this or not i've been paying to, i haven't been paying attention to it i was about to say i have been i haven't but there's a thing going on where the supreme court kind of had their situation going about where there is a case going on and that they are looking into Roe v. Wade. And the general term of Roe v. Wade is basically this. It's a landmark decision of the U.S. Supreme Court in which the court ruled that the Constitution of the United States protects a pregnant woman's liberty to choose to have an abortion without excessive government restriction, meaning that a woman could get an abortion anywhere without the government basically trying to force her to keep the baby. That's basically what Roe v. Wade is. Now, apparently, the uh, Supreme Court was supposed to have some type of ruling, some type of situation with this whole thing, and it got leaked out. And this is coming from Yahoo News. Chief Justice Roberts confirmed draft Roe v. Wade opinion orders leak information. Chief Justice Roberts. John Roberts confirmed on Tuesday the authenticity of a leaked draft opinion suggesting the Supreme Court plans to overturn Roe v. Wade and called it an egregious breach of trust. Politico on Monday night published a draft opinion written by Justice Samuel Al- Alito, which stated that the landmark 1973 Supreme Court decision that legalized abortion nationwide was egregious wrong from the start. In response, Roberts said to the extent this portrayal of the confidence of the court was intended to undermine the integrity of our operations it will not secede the work of the court will not be affected in any way listen i don't care about none of that here's my whole thing about it and they got theories for it i don't care about the theories i don't understand something how can we tell somebody yo you can't get an abortion or yo you got an abortion yo listen it's all to the woman carrying the child, my G. It's all up to the woman carrying the child. I think I just talked about it literally, what, a couple episodes ago about how uh, Solange knows like, son got into a whole situation with a girl that he messed around with, and she told him point blank, yo, if I keep, yo, if I get up getting pregnant, I'm keeping the baby, and he told her that doesn't make you attractive, and he ended up sleeping with her anyway. I don't know if she ended up being pregnant or not, but point being is, yo, dog, we can't, as men, we can't, Try to, like, tell a woman, yo, you got an abortion, you gotta get this, you gotta get that. Yo, listen, that's a woman's choice. That's their whole thing. I believe that a woman's gonna make their own decision now. Dave Chappelle brought it up in a great stand-up. He did talk about how, yo, women, if you guys do keep the baby now, and a man decides to not want to be a part of the life, yo, that's all on y'all. If a man's telling you up front, I don't want the baby, and you decide to keep it, that's on you. It's not a dude. I do rock with that. I do rock with that at all. I do rock with that because I'm telling you right now, if a man's telling you, Yo, I'm not ready for a child and all that type of stuff. First and foremost, you should sh- strap up. But also as a woman it's all on you now, because you got to think about the legacy after you sleep with this man and you might get the possibility of being pregnant. Do you want to keep the child? Do you want to like, do away with the child. is all up to you. But it's not a child yet because it's still forming in your stomach if you happen to get an abortion. I believe there's some type of weeks that you can't get it after the fact. And then there's like a legitimate like baby being formed like a baby like structure already in your stomach at the time. And then they're like, no, nah, you can't get an abortion. Now you kind of pass that limit here. Thing is, men, we cannot make the judgment call. We cannot say, yo, get it here, get it now. Or no, you can't get an abortion. You got to keep the baby. We can't do none of that. That's a woman's choice. That's their whole deal. It's woman's choice, woman's that. But a man can't say, hey, I don't want to be a part of the child's life. Ayo, I told you I wasn't ready. This is all on you. A man can't say that because that's his right too. And I know that's going to cause some grief. I know people want to be like, Gerald, how can you? Listen, it's true. It It is. I hate to say it. I've said it before. Men, we don't know if the child's are, first and foremost, ones we happen to give it a woman we don't know if the child's ours at the beginning we don't know only the woman knows that's their child because they're carrying it one two if a man says hey yo i'm not i'm not there yet to be a father women you guys gotta pay attention a dude's telling you point blank yo i'm not there to be a father i'm not there you can't force the guy to be a father that's not right that's like that's basically what the court is doing with women now Trying to say, hey, you got to keep the baby. So that means they're forcing you to become a mother. You can't be forcing a man to become a father. No, 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 no. He's telling you off bat he's not ready. So that's what I'm meaning by that whole situation. So just follow that up there. The Supreme Court justices, listen, if you overturn Roe v. Wade, that's going to be a lot of problem because a lot of women have talked about they've been sexually molested, they've been sexually abused by people, and certain people end up getting uh, pregnant by their rapists. rapists. And now they have to, now under your situation, if this thing becomes an official thing and you overturn Roe v. Wade and say, hey, yo, you got to keep the baby, they have to now raise up their rapist kid. Their kid, but the rapist kid as well. It's not going to be a happy, joyous moment. Even a one night stand type situation, you can at least say, eh, it was a one night stand, but I got you out of this situation, so I'm happy about it. A rapist situation, you're not going to think of the child as like, oh, I'm happy I got you out of the situation after getting raped. You're not going to think about that. You're going to think about that incident as you are holding that child in your stomach. I believe because in men's brain, that's exactly what we think. If a woman cheats, we're going to think about the whole situation if a woman cheats. So I'm just thinking as a man brain to a woman brain, the woman's gonna think that this child is the product of me being taken advantage of and I don't want that to happen. I don't wanna hold no resentment to this child. So Supreme Court justices, please don't do anything stupid. Do not, and I repeat, do not go about the way of overturning Roe v. Wade. Just keep it the exact same way. Let women get abortions their own way. Do not try to force them to keep children that if we're going to be honest, certain women aren't ready to be mothers. Certain women are not. That's just a straight fact. Certain women aren't ready to be mothers. Certain people aren't ready to be fathers and mothers. It's just not the case. So let them keep their choice to either keep the baby or do away with the uh, pregnancy all about their whole situation. Do not try to overturn Roe v. Wade Keep it the exact same way. same way. Please, I beg of you, please do that. Now, on to Johnny Depp and Amber Heard situation. We are now on to, I believe this is their fourth week? Oh, the fourth or third week. One of the two. And Amber Heard got up there, and now she was on the stand, and she got to tell her uh, side of the situation. This comes from Yahoo Entertainment. Amber Heard had many fights with Johnny Depp over James Franco. It was a nightmare. Amber Heard claims one of... The 14th time she was abused by Johnny Depp was because he was jealous of her co-star, actor James Franco. On Thursday, a jury heard the actress's versions of events about that infamous 2014 Boston plane fight where she claimed she was slapped and kicked by Depp in an inebriated rage. Heard was filming the Adderall Diaries with Franco at the time they previously worked together on Pineapple Express. It was a nightmare, Hurd said. Johnny was mad at me for taking the job with James Franco. He hated, hated James Franco and was already accusing me of secretly having a thing with him in my past. Depp and her were flying back on a private plane together from Boston to Los Angeles during the alleged incident. They previously argued about Franco the night before. He gets on the plane and I just knew every cell of my body something was wrong. Heard continued, I already knew that he's drunk. I already know he's using, he reeks of weed and alcohol. His breath smelled so bad. I could anticipate that there was a no-win situation here. There's no me talking myself out of this or talking him down. Heard claims Depp was asking her vulgar questions about Franco, whom she kissed in the film. Johnny was saying really disgusting things about my body How I liked it, Heard recalled he called me a go-getter. He called me a slut. Heard looked at the jury, adding, I struggled to be able to tell you how embarrassed I was because he was asking me if I liked it. Did I ask James to do this and this to me? Heard says she changed seats in order to disengage from depth. He started throwing things At me, ice cubes, utensils, talking about what an embarrassment I am. She recalled, he sits down in front of me at one point and he slaps my face. Heard said when she got up again, Depp kicked her. I felt his boot in my back. He just kicked me in the back. I fell on the floor. She testified, no one did anything. This is one of the rare instances in Heard and Depp's, he says, she said, where there were secure witnesses. The pair had a member of Their security team on the plane, as well as Keenan Wyatt, a sound technician and friend, Wyatt testified on behalf of Depp earlier during the trial and said no assault occurred. Wyatt previously told the jury Heard was giving Depp the cold shoulder on the plane. Wyatt said he tried to intervene on the actress' behalf and told Heard how much Depp loved her. All of a sudden, she snapped and started yelling at me. How dare you talk to me? Get away from me. So I went back to my seat and minding my own business. He told the jury, saying Heard was abundantly loud. Depp has denied this plane fight happened, and he denied he was intoxicated. He admitted to being on opioids, testifying how he was addicted to pain pills for years, which is why he was passed out in the bathroom on the plane. The jury heard once again an audio recording of Depp moaning loudly. Also, whenever Amber Heard was on trial, well, on the stand, she did uh, recount an incident during a multi-day assault in Australia that accumulated with Depp pinning her on a kitchen countertop and vaginally penetrated her with a liquor bottle in a room where broken bottles covered the floor. As this comes from Rolling Stones, I didn't know if the bottle had he had inside me was broken. She said, "Please God, I hope it's not broken." Heard testified under. A dramatic 15-day in Depp's $50 million defamation suit against his ex-wife. She said her memory is murky, but recall that he later shoved me against the fridge. He had me by the throat, and he just was holding me there by my throat. On the second day, a sleep-deprived Depp took 10 tablets of ecstasy. Herb claimed and began accusing her of having affairs with her Danish girl co-star Eddie Redmond and her London Fields co-star Billy Bob Thornton and Jim Sturgis. I remember him slamming my head against a kitchen appliance, she said. He had me by the neck, squeezing my neck, and it got really nasty, like no one likes me. Everyone warned me about you. I remember feeling really hurt, and then I shoved him hard to get him off me. And he shoved me back, and he said, you want to go, little girl. The fight escalated. At one point, he had a broken bottle against my face slash neck area by my jawline, and he told me he he carved up my face, Hurd said. In a stark contrast to Depp's testimony last month, Hurd said Depp began throwing bottles at her and ripping ripping off her nightgown. As she stood naked, he started punching a wall, screaming, I effing hate you. You ruined my effing life, she said, as Depp watched intently heard began sobbing on the stand as she described being assaulted with a liquor bottle she took she said she took a bunch of sleeping pills and went to bed when she woke up she heard loud music playing and depp was still awake he had smeared the walls and lampshades with blood paint and mashed potatoes even more bizarre her nightgown a wedding gift from depp's detox doctor was in tatters with raw meat wrapped inside the pieces. She says she was bleeding from her vagina. No one was staying in the Australian rental except for Depp and Hurd. Depp shook his head while her recounted the ordeal. The actress, who won't face cross-examination until after the court resumes on May 16th, was the sole witness on Thursday and Heard depiction of Depp as a jealous and violent drug addict never let up. She describes how he headbutted me square on the nose which was followed by shearing pain. She claimed Depp threatened to kill her on three occasions. Alright, see, here's my deal. We didn't know this, but we've gotten a lot of people saying, nah, we've gotten a lot of people backing Johnny Depp saying that, yo, she was aggressor. You got security backing him up. You got Therapist saying, you hey, yo, she's kind of the aggressive here. You got even the sound tech, as I just read, saying on the planet that, yo, I don't remember none of that. And that I, I try to like diffuse it between both of them. And she was just giving Johnny the cold shoulder, and Johnny tried to tell her that I love you and all this type of stuff. Yo, again, marriages, relationships, people do weird, weird things in these relationships. But it's all up to everybody else that's just watching it to really understand, hey, yo, that's their relationship. Now, is every relationship perfect? No. No relationship is perfect. No relationship is ever going to be perfect. But here's my whole thing with it is that I just don't understand what are we doing with this situation. We know what's going to happen. Depp is going to end up winning this thing. Amber is going to try her best. You already got people on YouTube, like, Looking at Amber, Heard talking as she's on trial, they ain't buying it. You got even uh, body language experts looking in, looking at Amber talk on the stand and they're depicting how saying like, no, nope, that's not real. That's not right. She's not doing how we would prescribe it as somebody telling the truth. She's doing it this way and all that type of stuff. So again, Amber Heard, it's not looking good for you. I'm just going to be blown with you. You can watch on YouTube. There's a lot of people just really breaking this stuff down. It's not looking good for Amber Heard. And now she got to get cross-examined, what, two weeks from now? Yeah, next week. Not this following week, but like the week after that. She'll be cross-examined. See, that's what I'm saying. Now, whenever that happens, Johnny Depp's lawyers are going to be ready to shred her to shreds whenever they got to cross-examine her on the stand. That's Basically, with Johnny Depp's whole situation, is waiting about to get to that point to just shred her on the stands. I don't see how this is going to turn out well for Amber Heard. The same thing kind of went for uh, Black China as well. As this comes from BBC News, as it reads Black China loses defamation case against Kardashians and Jenner's. China had claimed the TV reality stars had ruined her career by convincing TV bosses to cancel her show Robin China but the famous family came out of the case worth a reported 100 million victorious with no damages awarded a jury found on Monday that none of them had defamed China but that they had acted in bad faith the four defendants, Kim Kardashian, Kris Jenner, Khloe Kardashian, and Kylie Jenner, all took the stand at various points during the nine-day trial at the Los Angeles Superior Courthouse. Robin China aired on E Network for one series in 2016, chronicling the life of the former couple as they prepared for the birth of their daughter. China alleged that the show had subsequently been canceled after Rob Kardashian's family falsely told the TV bosses she had violently attacked him. Jurors found that the Kardashians, Jenners. We were not justified in telling the makers of Robin China that China abused their son and her partner Rob, but they found that it had no s- subsequent effect on China's contract or the show not being renewed, so no damages were awarded. Executives from E Network testified that Robin China ended because the relationship ended, not because of any action taken by the Kardashians and Jenners. See, right there. Black China, you were never winning that. I'm just going to call a spade a spade, my guy. Well, my gal in this instance, because I'm talking to a girl here. And everybody else. Listen, Black China was never win- winning this. I knew this case was going on for, what, literally a week ago. I knew this case was happening. And I, when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, yeah, she ain't winning this. Are you kidding me? You're going against the Kardashians. They run Hollywood. It is they're. That's their circus, dog. People might say, how can you say they run Hollywood? Just quit it. Kim Kardashian and that family, they have been able to eat off of them getting ridiculed by Hollywood so much, and they are able to turn it and spin it and to make it their own. Think about it. E, they started off with the first episode was literally... Uh, I believe Kim Kardashian's whole sex tape being out, and oh my gosh, she cried about it. I believe that was the legit the first episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, because I used to watch it when it first came on, because I didn't know nothing about it. this when I was like on a reality TV kick when I was trying to watch, because they had Snoop Dogg at the time there, Flavor Love was on VH1, uh, the Playboy uh, girls were on E! as well, I believe. But again, this was all whenever reality TV was like at its peak. Everybody was basically in a reality TV show, and the numbers were popping. And the first episode of the Kardashians, it was literally Kim Kardashian and their whole situation talking about her and the sex they were Ray J. And now when you look back at it, now on her show on Hulu was the first episode that they really like amplified up is how they basically almost remaked the whole thing about uh, Kim Kardashian's son or daughter, one of the children playing Roblox and like, they had uh Kim's crying face, and they talk about a link towards Kim's sex tape, and Kim talks about it, and then you see a clip of her crying about it in her closet with the mother being next to her again, almost basically a remake of the exact same thing. What happened? Literally, look back at the first episode when they were on E, their first season for Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and then look at the Kardashians now on Hulu. It's literally almost a remake. So that tells you. They are running Hollywood themselves. They're able to, no other person would be able to get away with that. I'm just going to be blown with you. No television, people would have been calling it, oh, you're just remaking it. But the Kardashians are able to get away with this. Kardashians have lived with ridicule, they breathe for it. That's their whole thing. They turn negative into a positive for them. That's the whole thing. Black China, you weren't winning, baby. You were never going to win this ever. And plus, it kind of came out that you kind of put a gun up to Rob's head and you said it was like a joke. Nah. Again, you weren't winning. You were never winning this, bud. You were never winning this. You were never winning that $100 million. Yeah, sure, they acted in bad faith. That's what the jury said to them. But apparently that's not worth you getting no money. Well, getting some money. You got nothing out of it. So, Black China, again, you weren't winning this. And I want people to understand this. Please pick your fights and please pick your battles. Know who you are going to go against in the courtroom. Please know that. Do you know that you can win this? Even though you got the truth on your side, just think about it. Do you think you can win this? If the jurors say that she acted, well, the Cardinals acted bad faith, they at least knew there was some truth to what Black China was saying then. They knew there was some truth to it. But they still decided not to give the win over to Black China. Think about that seriously. Just want to throw it out there again. Black Channel, you were never winning this. Amber Heard, I don't think you're winning this home slice. And also, your whole thing on Aquaman two—they got petitioned out. People got it up to two million and some uh, people signing it. And the reports is that uh, Amber Heard's uh, screen time on Aquaman two has been cut down to like ten minutes. And people are still thinking it might be cut down to almost viably nothing. And they might have to rework her out of it. Again, this is another situation of this is what happens whenever a big-time person, a.k.a. Johnny Depp, gets with a woman. And now, they happen to uh, get into a situation like this. And the woman has a career herself. She was a movie... Uh, she wasn't a movie starlet, but now she's gotten to that point where people at least know who she is because of this now. And also Aquaman. Again, comic book movie state will propel you into a different light, and you'll start making some money off of it. Um, Warner Brothers is now going to have to rework things. Warner Brothers, I... You guys, radius You guys should have really took off both Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. If you took off Johnny Depp because he did the Fantastic Beast stuff, you should have took off Amber Heard. Whenever this whole thing happened, you should have took both of them off just to for an equal playing field. Because once... Audio start coming out years later of Amber Heard saying, hey, yo, I punched you, but I didn't punch you, punch you. Stop acting like a baby and go ahead and tell the public. You should have knew, oh, no, we got a Nixon's in the butt. But now you are starting to pay the ramifications of it now. I'm just saying, you guys were idiots. So, again, another free advice for every other corporate entity. If there's two people in your line of work, a.k.a. Like, if it's a movie industry, filming industry, music industry, relationship, they start getting... Two people start getting into a relationship. One person calls the other person out. Just take them both off. Take them both off. And then you can easily talk to both of them and say, I got to take you both off. I got to take you off because of this situation is going on. And whenever the stuff starts coming out, we can start putting you back on. I don't want to... Take you off and keep him on, or take you off and keep her on, vice versa, whatever. Because things are going to come out, and with the Amber Heard Johnny Depp stuff, things are coming out, and I can't wait for cross examination for this. I really can't. Uh, on to the next one, Dan Chappelle, my man, Dan Chappelle. He got well attacked, uh, this week on the stage, but the attacker failed technically. Um, this happened at a Hollywood Bowl on Tuesday night. A guy ran up on Dave Chappelle, but Dave Chappelle kind of like got sidelined because you see the security grabbing at the dude. You see people stomping homeboy out. Apparently, it was Jamie Foxx, Dave Chappelle stomping homeboy out with the security as well. Chris Rock even got on the stage and said, is that Will Smith? So that tells you again, ladies and gentlemen, right there. Chris Rock has some jokes about Will Smith. I'm telling you, mark my words. He's saving that for that Kevin Hart and him tour. He's saving those jokes specifically for that tour right there. I'm telling you, just mark my words. Remember, you heard it here first. Um, Dave Chappelle got to stomp the dude out. Dave Chappelle talked about it, and he said that he's been doing stand-up for 35 years, and he's always wanted to stomp somebody out, so he got to live that out. Um, But it was found out that the guy was uh, a 23-year-old Isaiah Lee. He had a replica gun with a real knife inside according to the Los Angeles Times. However, Lee did not use the weapon during the assault. It was inside a bag he was carrying. The case has been referred to the Los Angeles City Attorney's office where possible misdemeanor charges will be considered. It was announced that Lee was charged with four misdemeanors, uh, one count each, a battery, possessing possessing a deadly weapon with intent to assault unlawfully crossing from a spectator area onto a stage at a theatrical event and interfering with or delaying such an event with unlawful conduct. See, I don't get it. I don't understand why people want to rush the stage. Listen, again, Will Smith did it to Chris Rock. This was a celebrity on a celebrity thing in front of the Oscars. Everybody thought it was a joke. Again, don't think that you're going to just do that as you're a common person. A sane, common person like myself. I'm a normal person. I'm not famous. I'm not a celebrity. I can't just run up there and try to stab up or slap up a famous person. I can't do that. Well, I could try, but I'll get beaten, stomped out mercilessly. I wouldn't try to do that with any other person, okay? If you are a regular person, please don't do that. Because you are going to end up like this dude. This guy got beat up pretty bad. If you saw his like face on a stretcher, he got roughed up pretty hard. So again, don't be an idiot. Please, for the love of God, don't be an idiot. Do not do anything stupid that can get yourself jammed up and get stomped out by people. Please don't. Please, please, for the love of God, don't. On to the next topic here. This one, again, goes in line with what I said earlier, but you're about to hear it. Yahoo Entertainment. General Hospital alumni Steve Burton announces split from pregnant wife. The child is not mine. Steve Burton has separated from his wife, Sherry Burton, after 23 years of marriage and she's expecting a child with someone else. The longtime General Hospital actor shared the news about his marriage on Instagram Wednesday on the heels of Sherry's pregnancy announcement. I wanted to clear something up. The actor who played Jason Morgan slash Jason Quartermain on the show for nearly 30 years wrote on Instagram. Sherry and I are separated. She recently announced that she's expecting her fourth child. The child is not mine. After dropping the soap opera-like plot twist, Steve said they are co-parenting their three children and ask for privacy at this time. Eh, you can't ask for privacy at this time once you do that. You can't ask for privacy. You can't do that because you just drop a bomb like that right there and say, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, me and my wife are separated and uh, she recently announced she's expecting a child. Uh, that child's not mine. But me and my wife, well, me and my soon to be ex-wife are still going to be co-parenting our other three children and we expect privacy at this point in time. My dude, you you're not going to get privacy at this time. People are going to really start barging, like, whoa, 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 who's the dude that she slept with? Who's this guy? Who's who's she prating by? Blah, blah, blah. You should have kept that to yourself, homie. I'm going to be blown with you, Jason. Jason Morgan. I respect you, bro. I watched uh, General Hospital with my mother. I was I watched General Hospital. I watched Young and the Restless, and I watched Bold and the Beautiful. Still to this day with my mother. This is kind of my uh, thing with her, and. uh I can't understand why actors, especially uh, soap opera actors, no, no, not soap opera actors, just broadening out. People, people in general will want to put out that type of personal business and then say at the end of it, oh, I would like some uh, privacy at this moment. Excuse me? 4K? You can't ask for privacy at this moment after you drop a bomb like that to people. You don't get to do that. It's like you shooting somebody in the chest and like, okay, I shot this guy in the chest, I'm not answering any questions about it, hold on, wait a minute, you just told everybody you shot somebody in the chest, and you mean to tell me you're not going to tell somebody why you did it? You're not going to tell us anything? You expect us not to ask you no questions? No! No, 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 So, we at least can understand one thing, we understand that he is separated from his pregnant wife, well, his soon-to-be ex-wife, and we can kind of guess why, because now she's pregnant with somebody else's kid, so we can can expect to cheating uh allegation out of it so we can see exactly what that leads into like okay she cheated on him that's the reason why he's wanted to end this thing and speaking of another person kind of having a piece on the side this is coming from the patriots uh wire meet stephen johnson the former patriots tight end who had an affair with sonia curry As the article will go on, Steve Johnson, a tight end who was drafted by the New England Patriots in 1988, made headlines in 2021 for his involvement with Sonya Curry, mother to NBA players Steph Curry and Seth Curry. Sonya filed for divorce after 33 years with Dale Curry. And the pair accused each other of cheating. Sonia claimed that Dell cheated on her with multiple women during the marriage, and Dell accused her of having an affair with Johnson. According to TMZ, Sonia denied the facts she was cheating on Dell and said the relationship began months after the couple decided to legally separate in March of 2020. In court documents, Dell said Sonia began her extramarital affair with Mr. Johnson during the marriage and prior to the date of separation, and she lied to Dell each time she cheated on him. Dale says she was living with Johnson in Tennessee and that she shouldn't be entitled to alimony because of it. Sonia denied these claims. So who is Johnson? Johnson played for the Patriots. It was a standout tight end at Virginia Tech. Going on, Johnson went on to run his own construction company named Johnson's Commercial Development in 1995. He's currently the president, blah, blah, blah. Goes on to how did Johnson and Sonia meet? According to Robert Little, of BSO, Sonia was with Johnson for an extended period of time and is in the tweets. It talks about watch Dale Curry explain how Sonia was cheating daily with uh, Johnson, smoothly hit it from him and is lying about shacking up with the tight end so they can live happily ever after off of his alimony checks. Dale apparently felt that Sonya was up to something and hired someone to look into it because she was denying it. That is when he found out she was with the Pats tight end for a very long time. Dale then proceeded to kick her out of the house. Uh, Little also reported that Johnson was a longtime friend of the family. Uh, Also, it appears that the Pats tight end, Steve Johnson, was a friend of the family. Not a random guy Sonya met. Looks like he was cool with Dale before he stole his wife. As somebody tweeted out, uh, Jimmy Robertson just talked with the former VT tight end Steve Johnson heading to Charlotte to get Dell and Sonya flying to Indy for Duke's game. Cool. And that was in March of 29, uh, March 29, 2013. Any word from Johnson about the relationship with Sonya? Teamsy reached out to Johnson and he has not responded yet. So again, that goes along with the same thing. Cheating allegations, cheating, cheating, cheating all across the stupid board. You have Sonia and Del Curry uh calling the quits for th- after thirty-three years of marriage. And then you got soap Opera, Jason Morgan, uh Steve Burton, and his wife Sherry Burton after twenty-three years of marriage splitting up. See this one saying marriage is not it. Marriage is dunsky. That whole Thing of being married to somebody is Dunsky. I think you could have a partner. You guys could be together for so long. And I think after you guys want to say you call it quit, you guys can call it quit evenly without getting the government and everybody involved into your business. I think that's the better way to do it. I understand you're still going to be hurt because that was your person that you wanted to build a life with, but that was your partner and all that type of stuff. I get it. I truly do. But for me, here's the thing. I want people to understand that marriage is Dunsky. Marriage is done. There's nothing more you can do about it. There's nothing. So the only thing you technically can't do is just watch from the sideline, watch as everybody just basically tries to get married and just talk to them and just, hey, yo, you good? Again, you just got to check on your people. Talk to them and see if they're good with getting married. Say, give them the statistics to let them know, hey, yo, this thing could end wrong or you guys could be one of the ones that actually stay long like you're Great grandparents or even certain people's grandparents now are still together. I'm not sure about people's parents anymore. Certain parents are 50-50. Some of them are still together, some of them are split. Point being, this generation for people, marriage is not the thing. Marriage is dunsky, it's kaput. Do not get married. It is dead on arrival. Don't do it. You can give your girl a ring and say, Hey yo, this is my ring. Me and you together. This is my partner. Blah blah blah. Cool. That's what y'all do. Fine. I just say, do not get married. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because, man, oh boy, I don't see people lasting long anymore. I don't see people lasting long in a marriage anymore. I don't see that. Remember, in the vows, it said, till death do you part. That's literally in the vows. Sick in health, rich or poor, till death do you part. That's kind of how that works. But again, the only time I, well, there's circumstances you do get divorced, obviously. Abuse sexual, and or verbal, or physical, you obviously get divorced off of that type of stuff. You you got to get away from that, obviously, without a doubt. But like the typical marriage squabbles that people get into, we fuss and fight and holler and all that type of stuff at each other. Cool, fine. That's, that's occasional stuff that people do. But certain people aren't willing to go through that storm to still stick it out and be with that person that they wanted to do that special day with, that you spent all that money, and you got all your people there to sit in some tucks and send some uncomfortable clothing just to see you two get uh put rings on just to spew out some either some nonsense in hindsight, but at the time you guys were spewing out how you felt and how you guys thought the future would go. But in hindsight, it's nonsense. I just wish the people would understand now. This generation, ayo, marriage is done. Don't do it. Don't get married. Be on that relationship tip. This is my partner. We're here together. Cool. Let the relationship run its course. If you guys happen to be together longer than expected, still cool. You're still your partner. You're still on that relationship tip. You guys still keep it together and everything else until you guys run this course or you guys are just going to be together for that long. It's just what it is. I don't see myself getting married. I don't. I constantly say that every time. I don't see it. I'm on that partnership relationship type of time. That's me. Sorry. But again, please, please, after all this has been said and done, Please still check on your people. Check on your people. I hope the Curry boys are checking on their mother and their father for this. Because I know the mom is getting some uh, text messages. I know the father is getting some text messages. I'm hoping so, at least. Um, I hope the General Hospital cast are looking after uh, Steve Burton and his wife. Because she was an intern there in 1999, 98, one of the two. Uh, she was an intern. At, yep, ninety nine. No, no, no. They tied the night ninety nine, but she was uh working on the show as an intern. So I'll probably say ninety eight, maybe. But again, I hope that the people at General Hospital are looking at both of them and seeing are they good, seeing are they okay, and seeing how they can help out. Again, this whole thing is about looking after your people. Please look after your people, ladies and gentlemen, because again, your people need your help. They need all the love and inspiration that they can get from you as time goes on and as time is hitting hard because remember we only got a certain amount of time on this uh planet and we don't know where we're gonna go so please call up your people make sure they're okay make sure they're good make sure their mental is good make sure they're just doing good it's okay to do a daily checkup or even a weekly checkup if you don't want to be like that obnoxiously person like i don't want to check on them every day because then they're not going to answer me well then do a weekly checkup with them And just make sure how they're doing weekly checkup every week. And um, I guarantee you that goes a long way. Because then they'll say, okay, this person cares for me. And they want to obviously be there for me. So do that. Please, please always check on your people, okay? Now, before I get you guys out of here, today is Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to everybody's mother. But you know me, I am a mother's boy. If you haven't figured that out yet, I am my mother's son. I am a mother's boy. I love my mother to death. I think that anybody that knows me, like, personally knows me, they know I am my mother's child. I There's, there's no body that I talk to, like, for personal guidance and personal, like, uh, situations other than my mother. I love her to death. I want to say uh, Happy Mother's Day to my mother right now. And I want to just read her something that I wrote. So if you will indulge me for a moment. As it goes, hello mom, it seems like I've known you my entire life, but how can that be? Oh yeah, yeah my mother, that's how. You have seen me throughout my entire life, you saw me as a baby, born on May 6th, 1996 at one fifty pm to so that small kid that you called Curious George that will be touching things and always keep his head real uh, worrisome, not worrisome, but just question things, and question you on what's this what's that you will see me touch things and you will call me curious george and he would be excited to see you when you walk into his classroom always wanting to run over to you and just hug you and all this type of thing and you would be like go back to your class okay um to the teenager that you drove to take his sats and got to graduate a year early in high school again thank you for that because she knows i hated school at that time and still to this day i kind of do but ccu is okay To the current college student that is going after his second degree and doing a podcast at the exact same time that you listen to religiously. Thank you again for that. You have guided me through some hard times in my life and never asked for anything in return. I would ask you questions about life. A majority of your advice I will listen to and when I didn't, it will bite me in the butt from time to time. I'm not going to say all the time because some of the times it didn't. I can't fathom my life without you in it. And I want to say thank you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for raising me into the person I am today. A calm, reasonable, thoughtful, working on compassionate human being. Remember, I want everybody to know my mother is always the Mother Teresa type. She will basically try to give everybody the shirt off her back if she could. She wants to give people an obnoxious amount of money that I kind of have to restrain her back and pull her off like, "Uh uh-uh, don't do that. So when I say... I'm working on being compassionate. I am trying. My mother is a person I do want to emulate. and being that compassionate for, but I'm never going to be that much compassionate as her. So I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress. Um, so with that all being said, happy mother's day. I love you. And remember you are loved and you will forever be my rock mother. I love you. This is your son, Gerald. I do love you. You know that. Um, I just wanted to say happy Mother's Day to my mom. I hope everybody else has a great Mother's Day as well. I hope everybody has a great day today. And I hope everybody gets to uh, just be around their loved ones. If you're around your grandmother and she raised you up as a mother of your, as a mother of yours, hey, like your, treat her like your mother. If you had an aunt that treated you like a son or a daughter of theirs, you know what time it is. It's basically Mother's Day for that. You got to love up on your aunt for that. If you have a father that treated you like, well, that was more feminine on the side because he had to be a nurturer and a caretaker and all this type of stuff that's usually preserved for the females. I'm not saying give him a happy Mother's Day gift, but just show him some love to just give him a hug today and just say, hey, yo, I love you. All right, that type of stuff, because listen, there's some single fathers out here that take up on the mother role because the mother isn't there. They're out there doing certain situations. But again, this day is preserved literally for the caregivers, the nurturers. This is really, I want to say, the Mother's Day type situation because the mothers are usually caretakers, the nurturers. They're the people, they're the, on the emotional sides so for the children that whenever the kids are sad or they need to be cheered, cheered up and all this type of stuff the mom usually runs up and cheer them up and talk to them and say hey what's going on let's go go do this let's do that and blah 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 at least my mother did so that's the way i'm kind of seeing how this all thing gets progressed i've seen it on movies television and everything else that's how a mother role is always being in position a mother is being the caretaker the nurturer the emotional one in the family and also the stern one It got to be stern not the one that inflicts the punishment whenever it's time for punishment to be thrown out but stern one and it's time to be stern but again i want to say happy mother's day to everybody's mother but my mother more well my mother because i love my mother a lot but again happy mother's day to everybody as well i hope everybody's mother uh has i hope everybody's mothers has a great mother's day okay uh, with that all being said let me get you guys out of here uh my twitter link you can find me on twitter at my two podcasts instagram my two cents 2 uh email my email is my two cents at yahoo.com remember you can email me anything you can email me anytime i'm always here i always check my emails and remember you are loved you are cared for please email me if you feel any type of way please do not transition out of this world people still need you here so if you need to talk to anybody my email is here and anything that we talk about will always stay between me and you i want to thank apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, podbeam audible uh amazon music and now spotify because now i am on spotify these are the six big uh listening podcast uh stations that you can find my two cents podcast on i want to thank them for allowing me to do what i do spotify you're going to find out what i've been doing lately i've been just talking and just rambling off and hopefully i don't get in trouble with you uh i want to thank everybody who's been downloading the episodes everybody's listening to episodes everybody's basically just been uh following the following what i've been doing i thank you for that i really do i really do thank you all for all that type of stuff uh i hope everybody has a great day and always remember i love- I love you all. I thank you all. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you guys are able to enjoy yourself. And please have a great Mother's Day with your mothers or your grandmothers or your aunts. You know the drill. just have a great mother's day i hope you guys have a great sunday too i hope you guys have a great week i hope you guys are safe and sound remember this isn't goodbye this is until you hear from the sweet sounding voice again this has been g2 this has been my two cents podcast and i love every single one of you please have a great solid week and with that all being said kanye can you please take these people home i'm tired you tired uh-huh. jesus wept.